This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Joining me today is Janessa Duffy to discuss how she landed her dream job as a seaplane pilot. You know, she's a chief pilot and manager of flight operations and training at Icon Aircraft. But before we begin and talk to Janessa, just a quick uh, few announcements. A lot of folks have asked me about our YouTube channel because we started posting a lot out there. Uh, One of the things that we have been putting out there is the pilot interview course. And every week we're putting a video out of a question from the pilot interviews, because as you know, I do a lot of interviews for folks over for the past couple of decades. And I've taken my 500 question bank and I'm putting it out on YouTube. So go check that out. Also, if you're interested in helping somebody uh, or getting having a career in aviation or just getting an additional rating, think about the scholarships guy we have. That's at aviationcareerpodcast.com slash scholarships. Oh, and by the way, you can get a free one using the coupon code pay it forward. And that's uh, because of the generosity of many different people that have actually donated through our Patreon account. And you can find out more, too, by clicking on the Patreon account on our on our page there. Uh, so, again, in the YouTube channel, by the way, it's YouTube.com slash Expert Aviator. Uh, just look at the Aviation Careers, uh, different posts that we have out there, and also uh, the pilot interview course. Well, let's get on with the show. Uh, first of all, this is uh, the person I have on today is somebody that uh, I truly admire because of the fact that um, – her persistence, perseverance, and hard work has gotten her to the position where she is today. And again, that's as chief pilot and uh, manager of operations, flight operations, and training for Icon Aircraft as a seaplane pilot. Uh, and her name is Janessa Duffy. Janessa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. Janessa. You know, we were just talking offline. We met uh, a few years back when you actually were introduced to Polk State College and you were onboarding there. Yes, uh, yes. And that was a pretty exciting uh, time. You were getting started in your career and it sure has blossomed uh, from that point. So you are a graduate, correct, of Polk State? Correct. I think you got your yeah. associate there? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, before we talk <laughs> too much about Polk State, and we'll talk a little bit about that later, and you you really have had a varied path to the flight deck. And uh, one thing I want to mention is uh, that you are uh, ex or retired uh, Navy. Yes, I was, in, I was in the Navy for, um, I just did one term four years, but um, I, I'm a veteran. Cool. Well, we appreciate your service and all those that are listening right now. So we'll talk a little bit about that too, mm-hmm. uh, transitioning as a veteran, because um, you know we do a lot of career coaching with veterans coming out, and there are some unique things. It's uh, it's definitely different mm-hmm. uh, in the civilian world, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But you know, Janessa, you you took a different path, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, you became a seaplane pilot and instructor mm-hmm. and didn't go the route of the airlines, which uh, it was seems like that was kind of the direction you may have been uh, heading towards. So a lot of people are, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be saying, why in the world a seaplane pilot? Yeah, <laughs> I ask that sometimes too. But, <laughs> um, you know, when I started flying and well, when I got into the military, I really had no idea what I was going to do. And aviation flying was not remotely in the realm of things that I was considering at the time. Um, so it just kind of be, it was happenstance that I fell into um, going on a discovery flight and realizing I wanted to be a pilot, but I didn't know anything about aviation, like nothing. I knew no pilots, nothing. 
So when I started flying, I just kind of assumed, well, all right, I'll be an airline pilot. That's that's what you do. You become a pilot and you, I'm going to go work for Delta or American or whatever. And then once I got my commercial rating, it was actually right around the 1500 hour switch. So before I just assumed I was going to get my commercial rating, I'd start working for a commercial operator. I wasn't planning on being a CFI. Um, And then the 1500 hour rule kicked in place. I was like, okay, so now I have to instruct. This is going to be different. Um, Also didn't really know anything besides meeting my instructor for the first time. Didn't know anything um, what that was like or, or what that could be like. Um, but then I actually kind of enjoyed instructing a little bit. Um, and I started down that path and then I realized I don't know if I actually want to go be an airline pilot. I liked, I mean, I like flying smaller aircraft. I started looking into more of the adventure type flying. And I even, I had debated before, um, going fixed wing, being a helicopter pilot. Um, so I was kind of just all over the place. And since I was so new into aviation in general, I just wanted to kind of explore the different avenues before I committed to going to the airline route. Because I felt like the airline route was like a safety net where all pilots can end up going to the airline route. Um, and then I started working actually at an aircraft maintenance shop because I also thought about getting my EMP license and I wanted to know more about maintenance and 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 really just general aviation as a, as a whole. And I felt like working in a maintenance shop would have um, did give me a lot of information about the industry. And, and I met some incredible, incredible people along the way. Um, and that maintenance shop was at Winter Haven airport, which everyone knows is, is where Jack Brown's is. So just one day I decided, I was like, you know, I have no idea what I'm going to use this for, but I feel like one day I might use it. So I just, you know, over a weekend, I went over to Jack Brown's and I got my seaplane rating. And then I think maybe it was a year later that I actually started doing some seaplane instruction. So I didn't do anything with it for a while. And then it just kind of started to fall into place after that. (laughs) So uh, to understand, and this is amazing because you're truly like a Renaissance aviator. You're into (laughs) all the different things. You love aviation, obviously. Yes, right? of course. Now, one thing that I, I get a lot of the, these questions about becoming a seaplane instructor, how is it that you go from being uh, a pilot to a seaplane instructor? Um, so I didn't initially, so I got my seaplane rating and then working at the maintenance shop, there's a, uh, you know, there's a handful of other seaplane operators besides Jack Brown. So I met um, uh, a gentleman who owned a company called Adventure Seaplanes, which is they do half up north and half in Florida, and they operate more in the the Lake Wales area. Um, and and so he started to check me out in his. He had a he has a 185 on floats. He has I think he has a Cub and and, and a 172. So he had a couple different things, and I started to get checked checked out in the process to be one of his, his instructors. Um, and then at the same time, I'm sure, you know, Jamie Beckett, right. Um, oh, AOP, yeah. <laughs> my favorite AOP ambassador out there. Right. So, um, Jamie Beckett actually introduced me to, um, uh, a producer at the flying magazine. And I ended up doing like a day in the life of a young CFI. Cause it was also, I was working on my AMP license at the time. I was at least working at the maintenance shop at the time. I was kind of starting to get checked out to be a seaplane instructor. Um, And then I was um, doing some other various jobs in aviation. So they followed me around all day and made this video. Um, And it showed me, you know, doing some seaplane flying and uh, the chief, not, not, sorry, not the chief pilot, but the um, director of 
the IFC for Icon Aircraft back then um, saw the video, Olivia, Small World. We were speaking about Olivia. It's all about who you know in aviation. <laughs> um, Olivia was the flight operations coordinator at the time for Icon Aircraft. And um, they were looking for pilots. And she showed him my video of the flying magazine of me flying around and doing all these different things. And he reached out to me and asked me if I would be interested in a job interview for Icon. And that's kind of how it stumbled into me working for Icon. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that uh, you've been able to do. Uh, some Maybe some of those adventures from being part of Icon. Sure. Okay. So um, I have been working for Icon about three and a half years now. Um, and I started off just as an instructor pilot. And pretty much, um, I mean, honestly, right away, we were kind of well, the first couple of months, it was kind of quiet. We did, we do, um, our main training facility is in Tampa at a Peter O'Knight Airport. So we do a lot of flying in and around Tampa Bay, downtown St. Pete, um, you know, Clearwater beaches and stuff. So that alone is, is um, pretty cool. And um, not a lot of seaplane operators want to um, jump into salt water. So we get to, even with that is, is already kind of um, unique uh, with the A5 because we're all carbon fiber. So we don't get as much corrosion and everything, but honestly, so my very first um, kind of adventure with Icon was um, going to the Bahamas. We, it was our first international trip. We took three A5s um, and I was with um, the CEO at the time and another really experienced pilot um, that had worked for the company. And we did a photo shoot down there. So we flew into Nassau and then from there, it's, it's crazy. There was one of our owners owns a uh, like a big giant yacht. And for his yacht, he has a tender yacht. Um, which has all his toys and that's where his A5 is. And they actually have a crane that lifts the A5 out of the water and then puts it on the yacht. And they actually use it. Um, it sits right next to his submarine, <laughs> two-person submarine that he has on his yacht. And they use it for treasure hunting. It's crazy. Um, so that was one of my, our first trips. We flew out to NASA. We met up with um, that yacht and we had all three A5 flying in and around the yacht and we were taking pictures and that cover for Boat US is um, there's an A5 on the on the um, we have like a floating dock at the backside of um, of the yacht and then you know we're all scattered and hiding on the yacht and then you have two you have another A5 flying around so I mean from there it was I was like okay so this is this is something totally different and unexpected that I would never would have even imagined in my wildest dreams that this is what I would be doing. Um, so that was, that was pretty crazy. And then from there, we, um, we island hopped down the Exumas and, um, you know, just, uh, just a bunch of like any footage you see of the A5 in the Bahamas is uh, me and, and um, Kirk Hawkins and, and another um, pilot spike flying around getting, getting all the footage. Wow. What an amazing adventure. And by the way, uh, as an aside, you really got to go check out the the islands of the Bahamas and fly around. What better way to do it than in, in an Icon aircraft? That's yeah, for, sure. for sure. Uh, by the way, we will talk about the airplane. I know some people are interested in that. And uh, <laughs> the uh, but, but what's really interesting is those, I mean, you never would have had that opportunity without actually doing this adventure flying and taking the leap and, and moving forward in that aspect of your career. Mm -hmm. It's also led to some other amazing uh, different uh, people that you've been able to meet over the years. Uh, one, I've done a couple car shows recently, and one of them actually is somebody who's very much into cars uh, that you actually got to take flying, I think. So tell us a little bit about that person. 
Um, oh, oh, yeah. So I'm like, wait, who are you talking about? <laughs> it's kind of a big one, too. Um, yeah, so I got to fly Jay Leno, which was really interesting for uh, Jay Leno's garage. Um, then I flew out to California. Um, and it, that was really, we shut down Long Beach Harbor and we went down a boat ramp and took off straight from Long Beach and uh, flew up the coast. And we ended up landing uh, in Burbank. And then that's where his garage is, which I mean, if he's ever uh, and I've seen some of his um, some of the footage and stuff like that. But it does not like until you walk into his garage and you see like literally, I mean, it's like a mile long of cars and motorcycles. And like it's amazing. And every single one of them is hooked up to a trickle charger where he can get in and drive away at any given moment in time. It's crazy. Wow. Um, but he was really cool. Super down to earth. Um, but yeah, that was very interesting. <laughs> so why did you actually uh, fly with him? So he was doing a he was doing like an episode almost like where aviation has, uh, you know, has where it has came from, um, you know, from the early days on to like what we're getting into now, which is like the you know, the EV toll flying car kind of concept on just how how much it's changed. Um, so I was a, a plug in, um, in that, in that series, he flew with John Travolta and Tammy Schultz and, um, a couple other people. Oh, amazing. And, and Janessa Duffy, of course. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> what, and this is amazing. I, you know, it's hard for me to ask this question because you've had so many interesting things that have happened to you, but in, in your career, what is the favorite your favorite aspect of your career right now? My favorite aspect. Um, I mean, it's honestly, so right now we've recently just launched. So I went from instructor pilot to manager flight operations to just last year, I became the chief pilot for the company. And now I'm in uh, essentially in charge of, you know, operations and training and all the pilots, instructor or sales pilots when they're, when they're in their airplane. So right now we're launching, um, we just announced like maybe a month or so ago, the, the G3X autopilot. So come, I'd say Q2 of 2021, we're going to have A5s out there with the G3X and autopilot combination. Um, so being a part of that process and, and, you know, obviously the A5, the engineering that went into the original A5 was, uh, you know, amazing. I fly this plane and I'm amazed by how well it flies and how well it handles on the water. Um, so to be a part of something that is advancing what the A5 already has and what people already love and what people have been asking for. So um, that's kind of my my favorite thing right now is being in, being involved in the growth of what is coming next for Icon Aircraft. And that's actually amazing to watch because of the new technologies and it keeps moving forward, which is awesome. Uh, for those people that don't know, I know we said we were going to mention this, but I guess we should now. The Icon Aircraft, uh, if you could describe it to people that don't know what it is. Sure. So it's a it's a light sport two seat amphibious airplane. Take off from land, land on the water. Um, it's the first FA certified spin resistant aircraft. Um, we have a ballistic parachute, the same one that's um, in uh, in the Cirrus, and we have. Um, the main focus of, of how we fly and how we train is by AOA. So a little bit different than than most small general aviation aircraft, which, you know, as you're growing up and, you know, from zero to hero, you learn your air speeds and you figure, you know, your load factors and stall speeds and all these different things. And um, we train things a little bit differently and, and it's all upfront, close, 
right in your eye line, the big AOA gauge that 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 makes the A5 part of what why it's, why it, it is so different. Yeah, the angle of attack indicator is just awesome in that. And uh, I've seen a lot of videos. One of these days, I am going to get to fly it. Maybe you know, you and I can kind of arrange. Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah, you have to come over to <laughs> you have to come over to Peter O'Night. Yeah. Yeah, I, that'd be cool to get my rating and something like that. I, I talk about getting my seaplane rating. I'm going to start carving out time for those those things. And and you've actually carved out a lifetime of mm-hmm. of just actually obtaining those goals and dreams. I mean, there's so many people that would love to do you know what you do, um, but you. It's interesting how you talk about it and just reviewing what you said is that you just went from one thing to the next and tried it out and you didn't know exactly where you're going, did you? Mm-mm. No, I had no idea. Like, I mean, I had thought about like, it would be really cool to go, you know, live in Alaska for six months and, or move to Hawaii and do island hopping tours or like, I knew I wanted something. Um, and even just like a year and a half ago, I got my helicopter. I only have my private helicopter add-on right now, but I know at some point in time, like I want to do something with helicopters. So I'm like, I'm just inching my way towards whatever that possibility might be. And even with the EV toll world opening up and it's going to be such a huge thing in another like three to five years. I mean, being a dual rated pilot um, and seeing some of these major companies come over, I mean, even like Lillian that's going to be in Orlando and stuff like there's so much happening um, with aviation and and possibilities that you just got to keep working on little things here and there. I'm glad you said that. You just have to keep on doing that and uh, and redefining yourself, mm-hmm. and, and don't be afraid. I mean, you're obviously someone that's not not afraid of uh, doing new things, and not afraid of failure. I think mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything mentioned in this whole conversation about money. It seems like you've really driven your decisions by passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's certainly there is um, money to you'd be surprised. I mean, working for an aircraft manufacturer, um, doing seaplane instruction, um, especially if you're good at it, right? Um, you can make a really good living at doing other things besides being an airline pilot. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that. And uh, But but most importantly, you're enjoying it. I mean, yeah. uh, and yeah. that's, and obviously you have to put the two together, the passion mm-hmm. and, and what you're doing. Um, and one of the things that I think we need to look at, too, is you had started this career in the military. Was that something that you were thinking of doing for a lifetime? It was. Yeah, I really had um, no intention on getting out at the time. Um, but 2012 came and um, there was a lot of layoffs. Military was downsized and I essentially didn't have an option to reenlist. So I was um, I was stationed in Guam and it was actually like holidays. I was in Bahrain actually during the time. And they essentially says, you know, you weren't approved to reenlist. You're going home in a month. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so, I mean, I had been away from the, you know, the mainland for three years. I was in Bahrain at the time and I flew back to Guam. I packed up all my stuff and I was home within like 30 days. So it was, it was a big like uh, shock. You know, I was like, okay, crap, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I think that's a shock for a lot of people in the military. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, It's a different culture. It's a different community, the military. Mm -hmm. As far as people that are are having to rotate out or uh, want to rotate out, what kind of advice would you have for those folks? Um, I would say don't rush 
your decision. Um, once, like, if you know you're getting out, because I had started to go to school for IT. I mean, it was closely related to what I was doing uh, while I was in, and it's you know something that had interested uh, interested me. But I, I mean, if you know you're you're getting out, I'd say you know save money, give yourself a a little bit bigger of a, a wiggle room to to make the decisions to make the right choice because I mean I use the post 9-11 GI Bill for all of my ratings I mean I went from zero to CFI with a degree probably you know costing me eighty to ninety thousand dollars and I didn't pay anything you know and I probably would have had more money if I didn't spend my first six months at a, at a degree or career that I ended up switching um, so I mean just take your time make the right choice and you know it'll happen yeah. And that's a great benefit, uh, the post 9-11 mm-hmm. uh, GI Bill. And I think that's something that uh, people need to do. Like you just said, is take your time, because I have heard that so many times where people have kind of switched and you use a, a you lose a little bit of that benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. it's not unlimited, right? It's not unlimited. <laughs> but it's also a different culture, isn't it? I mean, you're part of this team, then all of a sudden you're out there. Uh, you know, how was that dealing with, you know, as far as from that perspective, just from the cultural perspective? Um, it was definitely, uh, I mean, it was different, right? Like you, especially when you're overseas for so long, I mean, the people you work with become like your family um, and and moving from like, a, you know, get things done. It doesn't matter. Like you're just like one unit working together. It doesn't matter what's happening to a civilian world where not everybody kind of feels it works that way. It can be a little bit um, drastic, but Luckily, uh, now the company I work for now, I mean, a majority of us are veterans. So, I mean, if you like the camaraderie of working with veterans or you like the, you know, the unit feel of when you're in the military, I'd say look for a company that hires a lot of veterans because you still get that kind of that feel and everybody's kind of been through similar situations. And um, I don't know, working with a bunch of veterans has been um, one of the other major reasons why I like working for the company. And one of the things that I always advise people working with a lot of veterans rotating out is never lose those contacts uh, because it's really good for you psychologically to kind of relate to those. I mean, I, I'm not a veteran and, you know, I, I understand it, um, but I didn't live it. It's nice mm-hmm. to talk to people that lived it. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I love your advice there as far as moving out. It's just take your time. One of the other things, too, that's very unique about you uh, right you know, now, especially in aviation, it's one of those fields. You talked about IT, and this was IT, which I was in 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. That was actually something that was similar. There weren't as many females in it. And I've noticed in the aviation world, there's not as many, but it's growing, mm-hmm. uh, which is exciting. And that's one thing I like about you, Janice, is that you're somebody that actually people can point to and say, hey, I'm just like her. Um, if she can do it, I can do it. So let's switch the conversation to females specifically who are looking to pursue a career and currently what's considered a male dominated field. Uh, What advice would you give to to females looking into being a mechanic, a pilot, an airline pilot, whatever? Um, So, and even obviously, especially coming from the military, um, I kind of did jump from male dominant to even my short stint in IT, like male dominant to male dominant. So I've always been kind of used to it. It's definitely different, right? It's always going to be a little bit different depending on the type of career that you choose. But um, a little bit of, yes, you certainly do have to have a little bit of a tougher skin, right? But you also have to realize that um, you know, maybe not take everything as personal 
everything is not, I feel like some people go into it where they feel like it, there are a lot of people that have ill intentions or, um, you know, just because someone cracks a joke, that means you don't deserve to be there or whatever the case may be. And sometimes you can, it can affect you in short term or long term if you, uh, if you allow it to. Um, I would say the people that I've worked with on a, on a regular basis from all the different companies, the person that was sitting next to me, male or female, supported me 100, 110%. There was never where I went to a company and, um, you know, I had issues with getting promoted or issues, um, you know, anything remotely like that because I was a woman. I would say there, there's a, some things you have to get used to from, from the outside public. I feel like people that aren't in aviation um, still don't see women in the cockpit as a norm, where I feel like the men that are in aviation do see it as a norm. So it's a little bit of changing the general public's um, image of women in the cockpit and not necessarily the people that are already in the industry. Yeah, I highly agree with that statement. And one of the things that you've seen recently is a lot more females getting into this. And because they have role models like yourself uh, that are out there that can show people, hey, I look like this person, I can do this. And that's very, I think it's incredibly important. Uh, and it's part of what you do. You just do it because you do it. And uh, and that's just terrific. Uh, but there is, there is no difference. I mean, there are, as far as I hear a lot from people talking about how about careers and how about the lifestyle, etc. And that's true in just about any career and then travel and career in general, Absolutely. Uh, you run against the, fa- the same challenges that everybody else that's in the travel industry does mm-hmm. uh, moving from point to point. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think to uh, one, uh, I think with all these different organizations that are out there, it's being, it's very, very helpful Absolutely. Uh, for people to find out more about uh, what they can do uh, as a female and as a pilot in general, mm-hmm. which is terrific. So uh, there, as a matter of fact, there's a couple organizations out there, to give a shout out to like women in aviation, for all they do and uh, and all the different things they do as far as scholarships, et cetera. Um, one thing we do have to mention, though, since you've, you're taking time out and you're in your office today, mm-hmm. is uh, the the wonderful folks, and I've been able to meet up with them many times out on the road and doing interviews, it's Icon Aircraft. And if you're listening right now, do me a favor, check them out. Uh, and we really appreciate people like Janessa who, who work there. Uh, IconAircraft.com, they have some really cool things out there on their website and their YouTube channel. And, of course, on Janessa's I Got Your Six uh, Instagram page. But tell us, you know, as far as Icon's concerned, why Icon? Why would someone consider buying an Icon? Oh, um, it's really, so I tell people it's kind of like, it depends on your mission, right? I would say if your mission is to fly from Florida to New York every day, A5 is not for you, right? But if you want to, you know, like um, I tell people, like maybe it's like owning an RV, right? Where you're like, you're traveling for fun. You're traveling for your enjoyment. You want to go camp. You want to go do something like this plane. I have been to the Bahamas. I've been to Martha's Vineyard. I've been to the Smoky Mountains, to um, Chicago, like so many different places in this in this plane. And every single time I go to a new area or experience a different water environment, like I'm surprised how well this plane handles, like from the stability in the air, from it being spin resistant between flying and having an AOA gauge in there um, to just like how easy and fun this plane is. Like it's hard not to fall in love with it when you go fly. And I would say if you're, if you're looking for fun, if you're looking for experience flying the airplane and you're looking for like landing and beaching on an Island for a weekend, like this is the plane for you. 
Yeah, I'm actually afraid to get into one because I might want to buy one. <laughs> All right. And, <laughs> and, and as, you know, some people that know my background, I used to live in the Bahamas and the Abacos and down the Exumas. And uh, I used to take my little boat from island to island. When someone was on the island, I would change islands. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I could do that with this airplane. You could. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is that lifestyle. That's that dream lifestyle that uh, is attainable by many. I know uh, we look at airplanes and say these are kind of expensive, but yeah, you can you can do that. You can actually find a way into one. You can do a partnership, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but they can actually find uh, Icon actually in the Tampa Bay area uh, at one of my favorite airports where I used to teach is uh, Peter O'Knight Airport. Uh, so definitely go stop by and say hi to the folks at Icon Aircraft and thank them for letting Janessa come on uh, to the show and talk to us about her career. So, Janessa, is there anything we missed? Is there anything, uh, maybe last advice you give to people that are are kind of looking at you saying, well, I don't think I could ever do something like that? Um, I would say you shouldn't, um, you should never say you can't do anything, to be totally honest. I, I think just be open to the possibility of doing something that puts you outside your comfort zone. And I think that's okay. You know, and, and if, if you feel like one day you might get a seaplane ride and you want to log it in your logbook as PIC, then go get your seaplane rating. If you want to, you know, rent a helicopter one day just because you can, then go get your helicopter rating. Like there's so many different things that you can do um, to expand your, you know, your knowledge and experiences being a pilot that eventually between having the qualifications and networking, like there's a good chance that there's going to be a possibility that pops up that you're going to be able to utilize whatever you got. And how about for those people that are looking to go to the airlines and saying, well, why would I want to get a seaplane rating? Hmm, That's a good question. I don't, well, it just depends on, you know, so airlines is your career, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that seaplane, seaplane flying isn't something you can do on your off time. There's, I mean, I, I feel like at least 20% of our owners, A5 owners are all ex-airline pilots or currently still working for the airline. So it's like, again, this is like, maybe it's not a career choice, but it's certainly like still flying. Like all pilots love flying, all pilots love adventure. Like this is still um, giving you a little bit of that, even if the airline track is for you. Maybe you don't want to be a professional seaplane pilot, but flying seaplanes on the weekend is still fun. Yeah, and we can learn everything, uh, something from everything that we do in aviation, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Janessa, this has been wonderful. Uh, and I am going to take you up. I'm going to come over and, and uh, hopefully go flying an icon at some point. Uh, and, and that would be just awesome to come visit. I go to Peter O'Night all the time. I, I don't know why I don't come by and say hi. Uh, and it's it's a wonderful place where you are in your life, in your career. And, uh, and we're definitely going to keep following you, both Icon Aircraft. Also, I got your six on Instagram. We're going to have uh, links all below in the show notes and also to that video that, that you did online. Um, but uh, we, we really appreciate what you do and being an advocate for aviation and also an advocate for, for women in aviation. Uh, so thanks again, Janessa, for being here. We, we really loved having you on. Well, thank you. Thanks um, anytime. All right. And if you're listening right now and you've heard uh, Janessa talk about uh, becoming a seaplane pilot, and if you notice, she's gone from uh, one idea to the next in her career, just like you're thinking about doing right now is maybe I want to be a mechanic. Maybe I want to be a seaplane pilot. Maybe I want to be an airline pilot, a corporate pilot. Uh, the most important thing is to try is, is don't just stop here thinking about it and take action. And as you know, the most important thing is that we is to take an action and, and, right now and not let anything hold you back. I'm one of these people that 
was able to make a career change from the IT world into the world of airlines. And there's many other people that have done that and many people that have designed a career just like Janessa. But you can do that. And the way you do that is starting today. After this podcast stops, don't stop there. Do something. Uh, Do something like look up the websites, look in the show notes, click on those links, click on those videos, look at Janessa's Instagram account, get inspired. But the most important thing is take one step today to move forward in your career and in your life. Well, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there, folks. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research.